o'clock. The big question on afternoon talk with Ashraf Garda, raising the issues nobody else will, only on SAFM. Well, remember Latoya, the musician, actress, she's done so many things from uh, Isidingo to Idols to Generations. We're going to put her in the spotlight. Uh, but for now, the issue of education is a big issue, we know that. Uh, Percy, the last call I can take. Go ahead. Hi, Percy. Percy there, Percy not there. Percy lost, lost you. Okay, let, let's then wrap up with some very, very specific things. I'm still battling with this issue of the type of leadership required immediately. Le- Leon, go ahead and give me your thoughts on that. What's required now in terms of the type of leadership? Essentially, right now, we need to see visionary, transformational, highly visible leadership. People that the students can go to as people that represent their views and essentially the totem for their cause. I think the students are protesting because they feel there's such a sense of injustice. They can see the corruption going on in the government. So why aren't those resources being shared? If they've got a leader they can walk to and talk to that's speaking up for them, that will certainly help. And they'll respect that person sufficiently to sit down and engage in dialogue. Respecting sufficiently to engage in dialogue. Let, let's talk about respect. Do, do, we, do we have that, yeah. Sydney? We need well, that. Okay, well, Leon, let me, get, let me get Sydney first, Leon. We need that. All sure. the parties that are involved in this must display tolerance, uh, mutual respect, without pretending that there are no problems. And without pretending that some of the people who should become part of the solution mm. are presently part of the problem. So I'm saying I, there, has, exam- been, there has to be no pretense about Some that. of them part of solutions are part no, of the problem. No, I'm saying, you see, the problem is before us. For instance, you are talking about anger. Mm. Whether it comes from government in some instances or it comes from mm-hmm. university leadership or from students, anger is something that we should not counsel. Anger is a negative force. You don't need it. Because when you are, you, you are seized with anger, you are no longer able to think as, proba- as, pro- as properly as you normally should be. And I'm saying that this requires cool heads. Nobody should think that we have come to a point where all we need is to... Uh, to go to the trenches. I, and will we fix it, requiring cool heads now? We, we have to fix it. But will we this, fix this it? Can, this country, what you call a post-apartheid South Africa, it's a product of cool heads. So we're not talking about something that is unprecedented. We actually have huge reservoirs of learnings that w- must be brought into the picture today. Uh, those at least who were in South Africa... Uh, before 1994 know what I'm talking well, about absolutely okay let's get a final word then to uh, Leon uh, yo, Leon go ahead I, I think it's a real opportunity for both student leaders and leaders from institutions to be highly visible to be challenging and to demonstrate how they can bring people around the table I think that will kind of plaster over the cracks in the short term in the mid term and the long term the universities have to ensure they deliver on their mission. Are they providing students with an education that will allow them to contribute to the economy and be self-sustaining? And I think you'll find things will get worse if after four or five years of study and sacrifice, they're not equipped to get a job. 
in, in the economy. So that, that's a challenge looking forward. And that's where we're going to leave it. Leon Ayo, who's the Managing Director of Odgers Bernstein, and also we have uh, had the company of Dr. Rasadi Mufamali, Director of the School of Leadership at the University of Johannesburg. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Leon, I appreciate your input as well. From a listener point, thank you. Can't take more calls, but maybe if you still have this, this magnificent blueprint of a solution in terms of getting leadership of, of universities and leadership of students to think win-win in terms of the cool heads, what the blueprint would be short-term and long-term, I want to know about it. You know, on a Friday, we normally have what is called the people's voice. You could well be the people's voice if you drop me an email today after the talk at safm.coza. Right. Check issues coming up right after this. The Sala Awards celebrate their 10th anniversary with an action-packed two-day program of African Art Expo, featuring literature, poetry, books, music, dance, arts and crafts on the 6th and 7th November at Swan Event Center, Pretoria. Professor Nukhera Mugo, well-renowned activist, academic and author, will deliver the fourth International African Writers' Day Lecture. Featured artists include Kiorape Sikhosifile, Minya Zomatole, Chandin Tuli, Ariel Zamonski, Benis Wiganyo, Gloria Bosman, Femi Goya, Lifi Pitladi, Pitigan Tuli and more. Tickets at CompuTicket. For information, visit sala.org.za and africacenturyconference.co.za. Dora Africa! Boo Africa! Proudly brought to you by the Right Associates, Department of Arts and Culture, and the SABC. Let's move with the times. Tech Media on Afternoon Talk. Let's move with the times. Only on SAFM. Well, let's talk tech now, which is probably a way of moving with the times. We'll chat to Arthur Goldstock pretty shortly. We also have uh, a fascinating app that I think you just must not... Ignore, believe me, you, you need that. But for now, Lynette uh, Hanemark with me, co-founder of um, and MD as well of Useful and, and Beautiful. Lynette, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hi, Ashraf, as always. Thanks Th- for having me. Thank you so much. And how, how did the, your lecture go in Swaziland, the one that you had about a week or two back? It was truly amazing. Um, yeah, I spoke about women empowerment and especially um, in the role of technology. I also got to visit the uh, University of Swaziland, uh, which I didn't really know about, but I was doing until, you know, at the time. And it was just really fascinating because these, these children were writing exams, and it was a last minute thing, and I went and saw them, and I think about half past five that, yeah, that evening, and they were writing exams the next morning. They could have spoken to me for ages. They just wanted to know about my role in technology, what I did, the opportunities, you know. It was so fulfilling for me to be there listening to people or to, to chat to people who want, who were so hungry for information because, you know, Swaziland is, is, is like our, you know, long-lost cousin that's just mm, there mm, and nobody mm. really pays Well, well all the more, I mean, it's so important considering what we're going to be talking about, which is the issue of, uh, you know, uh, retail on the one end and digital transformation on the other and you're suggesting the two come together so well, probably better than any other industry. Tell me more about that. I do. So, so as you know, uh, you know, I'm involved in pretty much every single sector in terms of mobile. Uh, but of all of them, uh, the one that I think is the most interesting uh, is retail in terms that it just has this natural progression of time, you know, the old world and the new world. The old world being very traditional paper-based, um, you know, couponing and catalogs, what would be used to, you know, in-store experience. And then, of course, you know, there's the new world, which is digital. Mm, Everybody mm. talks about it. Everybody feels they need to, you know, be there. But, of course, you know, for the two to work properly, especially when it comes to retail, the two need to be married together. That's where you get the form of, you know, or the term, I should say, digital transformation, which is essentially going paperless, 
But it's not a matter of just switching that overnight. Uh, and that's what the article is all about. Now, I'm also part of the World Retail Congress. I was there in Rome a few, a few months ago. And there's the one in Africa that's happening in November. And I'm actually moderating two of these panels. So this is where the article actually came about. is because I, you know, after attending the World Retail Congress where they had basically heads of retail from all over the world, coming together and just knowledge sharing on, on how you marry these two worlds because it is challenging. It's not something, you know, in, in theory it sounds great, you know, everybody's got a mobile phone or everybody's on the internet then, you know, sales are supposed to just, just plummet. But um, from the discussions and from the learnings with everybody and especially in the retail sector, people forget that it is still very, very traditional because it's the, it's the only sector where you've got you know, a very, very vast age group. You've got, mm. you know, the young versus the very old. So you've got all these different mindsets in there. But then with the advent of technology, and especially the mobile phone, where, you know, especially in Africa, it's deemed to be the mobile-only continent at the moment because that is where it's what everybody has. Um, it's, it's getting the two to work and, uh, you know, using the best methods. And, and also, it comes to rise with this term called omnichannel, which I'm sure you've heard about. It's been thrown about everywhere. Well, maybe just tell us quickly what it is so those so that don't know will understand. So what to summarize, it's basically providing that consistent experience to the consumer. So you as Ashraf, when you go home, it's incredible connection. You, you know, see the branding, you see the prices, you see all the technology that's available for you to purchase. And then if you had to get a... Go on to Incredible Connection. I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, if you have yeah. to go onto their, their Twitter, Twitter page, or if you have to go onto their website, then there's that expectation that you will see everything that you saw in the store, the same prices, the same experience. If, there, if there's a special advertised, it will be consistent throughout. If there is a channel that you can query, you get that same consistent information throughout. That's essentially what Omnichannel is. It's irrespective of where you are as a consumer, it doesn't make a difference to you. Everything needs to be integrated. Yeah. All right. So, so, so the point then, and of course we're talking tech primarily on this show here, is that how technology, in fact, now can, can enable growth in, in the retail industry, isn't it? So we know we have many people here who are in their own businesses and, and they're always trying to be innovative within that. What, what advice then can you give them in terms of how can they use technology to grow their own businesses? My advice would be, um, as what I mentioned, providing that integrated shopping experience. Yes, technology is far more accessible today. So the, the mobile phone is what everybody is using. And in some instances, it's actually deemed to be the remote control to the world because basically that's the phone that you have and you can basically access to everything. So my advice would be, in order to merge the two worlds, because it's obvious you need to be in that technology platform uh, or in that mobile platform, is to, to provide little quick wins for your, for your consumers. So don't just, you know, throw something at them. Understand what they're actually doing. You know, in today's world, I mean, staff have also shown that search on a mobile phone is, like, really, really popular. I mean, last year alone, it's, and this is worldwide staff, search on a phone actually exceeded search on your desktop. So it's obvious that you need to have that mobile presence. So use that and, and promote things on, you know, giving a good customer experience, and then also learn to analyze that consumer behavior. Because at the end of the day, you've got access. The great thing about technology is that you can, you can get information, you can get real-time data quite easily, but the power is what do you actually do with that? 
So, yeah, you know, point. connecting all the points, merging it together, and then at the end of the day, providing that enticing experience to actually draw the consumer in. Okay, that's where you're going to leave it. Thanks so much for that, Lynette. Uh, feel free to tweet the article if you can. I will. I'll uh, Lynette right Hundemark from uh, Useful and Beautiful and follow her well useful and beautiful the website .coza, and then Lynette Anthony uh, on Twitter as well if you want to follow her in fact not if you want to you should be following her anyway right the Basmi app uh, is something you should be wanting to know more about we'll also chat uh, to Arthur Goldstock about some issues in, in the world of technology we'll do that right after this <laughs>